on the Flag and the Play podcast for Monday, May 24th. We went up right after the Oilers-Jets Game 3, so if you want to hear me at the lowest of lows, you'll enjoy the first five minutes. We're going to do some weekend winners and losers. We got hot take of the week. We got some NBA playoffs. We're watching all the games, so we're going to give you all our thoughts on the series. We got good stuff all over the web as well, so at the Flag Podcast on TikTok, at the Flag on the Play on Instagram, send the show to your friends, leave a review, subscribe, do all the stuff you've been doing and more. Multiply it. Hope you all had a lovely long weekend and enjoy the episode. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Every one of the officials threw their, their flag. And look at Pete Merrill. He's got a smile on his face. Rock and Robin. It's Monday, May 24th, and it's the Flag on the Play podcast. I'm your host, Phil. Joining me as always, it's the big man in the middle. It's Owen. How's it going? It's going good, dude. I, I was concerned for you for a second there, but but we're good now. We're good now. Yeah, uh, I was concerned for me too. The third chair. It's the pride of Serbia. That's Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Pride of Serbia, Flames fan. Uh, just watched a thriller of a game that we're going to get into, but yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Phil? Yeah, how are you doing, Phil? Talk to us. Not good. Not good, guys. <laughs> you know, like, if anybody doesn't know, the Oilers just lost. It was, it was very close. And I, I live and die. I, I didn't miss many games this season, maybe three or four. I really just – I live for this team, and I, I, I'm i an idiot. I convinced myself, you know, this was going to happen. And then you watch that, and in these moments when the, they score, my face just gets numb. Like, I can't feel, like, my extremities. My face gets hot and numb, and my heart rate just starts blowing up. I can't, I can't like describe the emotions that run through my body on the four, two goal. You just knew after the way they reacted, Oh my God, something's happening. They score four, three. And I'm literally like, I'm shaking. Like, I, like the dog threw up. That's when I knew the game was going bad. It was four, one and my dog threw up. And I went, that's weird. We tried to get her outside. She throws up again. I'm going, Oh no, this is bad. Like you just knew, you just knew something weird was happening right away. Four, two, they score. And it just like, your whole like I don't it, like I don't want to say my life is like like flashing before me, but it's low key flashing before me. Like I literally get the visions, I get the sweats. Do you think I'm gonna sleep tonight? Like no, I'm just gonna lay there. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, fellas. I'm gonna bring up the the low end of the vibes today. So you guys just you know it's a little give and take. Usually I'm pretty positive and upbeat, but I just got hit by a train mentally. So. I'm not going to bring the positivity with me today, but and, yeah. So I, I, I'd like to think that I know Phil <clears throat> very well. We've known each other since grade seven. It actually all started over a uh, Mark, no, a uh, Dwight Howard Lakers Jersey back when uh, Dwight Howard signed. Yeah. I had, the, I had a t-shirt Jersey and Alex came up to me and said, Dwight Howard's soft. Yeah. And that's how our whole Good relationship take. started. Yeah. And ever since then, I've known that Phil is the most diehard Oilers fan I've ever met in my life. He's watched every game. 
I've been there for when the Oilers won the 2015 draft. I was at a low point too because I was trying to convince Phil that the Oilers wouldn't take McDavid and that they'd take Jack Eichel. I was like, it might happen. Phil's like, you're crazy. That's not happening. I was there for the Anaheim series. You were there. I was there for the Shark series when they won. Sharks <sighs> can't swim in oil, baby. That was fun. That was fun. I've been there for the lows. I've been there for the McDavid injuries. I've been there for when the Oilers made the playoffs. Phil's watched every game. He updates me, texts me, watches every minute, knows where they're, where they're at with the cap, knows every single goddamn prospect in the, in the pipeline. And it's all a waste. The first two Oilers games, as a Flames fan, they were a little sweet. The first two they lost. You know, they lost that home. Going into this one, I thought there was no chance the Oilers would lose this. I was willing to bet the house that they wouldn't lose this. They started off hot. Dry was a, a beast. McDavid was good. And then, yeah, it just all collapsed. But I hope hope the fans, uh, you know, I put that in perspective for you guys a little bit. It's, it's very tough for Phil right now. But honestly, I hope if you're listening, you give him a little little That's applause impressive. here because he still came out to record the pod for the fans. I did. And I did. He still came out, so thank big, you. Big props to Phil. Thank you. You know that made me feel good. But here's just another thing I want to say: if you texted me and thought I was going to respond, and you were going, "Why don't you respond?" Like, like, have you ever experienced life? Like, you don't just answer text like nothing happened after <laughs> yeah. that. Like, the best thing you could send: How are you doing? Are you okay? Just let them know. Like, send them a little thumbs up. You know, the react thumbs up. Just, just let them know you're alive. That's really the best I could do. But you know what? I'm here to record. I'm here to put it behind me. Will I watch tomorrow? Probably. Will I be disappointed? Yes. Will I watch next year? Yes. Will I be disappointed? Yes. Will I watch the year after? You know the drill. You know the drill. We got to shift our gears to the NFL. The Patriots. They were talking about Julio Jones this weekend. Now, this is my favorite type of story because. The story was literally, they're talking about Julio Jones. This is what I love about these stories. Like, mm-hmm. they could be having a conversation. Hey, Phil Mickelson won the PGA. <laughs> the Patriots are discussing Phil Mickelson. Maybe they're looking at him for a tight end. <laughs> Maybe they're watching the Laker game. Well, they were talking about LeBron. They think they're kicking the tires. He owns a piece of the Red Sox now. So They think he happen. could help. Yeah. Oh, they think he could help. All right. <laughs> Julio. Yeah, I, I don't know why they'd want him, though, because they have Owen's boy, Nelson Aguilar. It's my boy, dude. Absolute fantasy stud for all our fantasy football guys next year. He is an absolute steal in the later rounds. I would just, I would take a look at him for sure. He's a stud. That's great analysis right there. Fantasy yeah. football champion Owen giving yeah. you the Nelson Aguilar goodness. There you go. Yeah, like Phil said, I mean, just the kicking tires. I love when teams kick, kick tires on LeBron. Makes sense to do it. Who wouldn't want someone like LeBron? Um, I don't know if you boys saw it as well. Julio, some, someone asked DeAndre Hopkins in the gym if he'd be willing to restructure his salary to accommodate Julio Jones. And he gave a big like thumbs up kind of gift thing. The Cardinals just don't think they have enough wide receivers. And yeah. I'm starting to think that Dallas might be getting a little jealous because Arizona might just hog all the good wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. the Cardinals are the 2015 all-star team. They got J.J. Watt, Julio... Larry Fitzgerald, Hopkins, they're stashing him over there. So he would kind of fit the bill, you know, like Madden 16, they would have the most overpowered team. Just bring Dwight Freeney back. Yeah. Huge on the uh, all or nothing. Red Bryant. Yeah. Red Red Bryant. Bryant. Spins. Yeah. They got it all. 
they got the good it thing all. is i think the cardinals could probably get it get him for cheap too maybe like uh like a kirk in a second for julio i'm thinking something like that yeah you know a little bargain bin hunting yeah. Yeah, we'll get to some good fake trades in my uh, hot take of the week because I found some gems. That's what we call in the business a tease. Look at this guy playing through wow. pain. What can Look at you him. do? Phil's doing great. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Lots the vibes prayers. are back. The vibes are back. I almost forget what happened in the hockey game. No, I don't. Yeah. It's top of my mind. Weekend's over, though. Well, actually, it's not over because credit to us, it's a long weekend and we're fighting through. We don't take days off. Like, you want to talk about playing through pain? This guy, LeBron James, today, I mean, at one point, he almost lost an arm. So, if we're keeping a track, he has playing on one eye, one arm, and one leg. But we're out dueling him right now because we're playing off a long weekend. We're playing off a devastating loss. So, kudos to us. Back tap, got to give it to us. A little clap, clap. There we yeah. go. That's yeah, what we like to see. Please clap. Yeah, but a little early weekend winners and losers. We do it every Sunday, every Monday morning. Fellas, who won the weekend? Alex, you bat lead off. Yeah, so maybe some of our TikTok followers saw um, on the latest TikTok. O-lineman at NHL playoff games won the weekend for me. We Yeah, we put out a little TikTok compilation of the boys just sending it. I scoured the internet for, for some of the best videos. And one thing I found was that there are always three things involved in these videos. It's beer, beer yep. bellies, tattoos, great, tattoos. Oh, fourth one, and great hair. Wow. Most of the time, it's a mullet, but either way, great hair. I calculated a sixty-three percent chance that they pull the Stone Cold Steve Austin and then just bang their heads or bang the beers, <laughs> shoddy them, just rip them in front of the crowd, get the crowd going. So all in all, if you're not watching playoff hockey, it, it's honestly tough to be you. We saw Taylor Luan today just kill it you know what he might have he might have won Nashville the game with his chug with everything just firing up the crowd so good on those boys and just quickly second just fans great to see everybody packing the arenas MSG was absolutely banging tonight but my guy bogey and Trey Young just shut everybody up love to see it Spike Lee took a nice seat on that chair Tracy Morgan I I don't know how much you guys watched that Hawks Knicks game. Tracy Morgan might have been in ninety percent of the shots of the fans. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Tracy they... Morgan every time. I don't know. I swear to God, he was switching seats just to be in the camera <laughs> shot every time. Yeah. I had it on mute, and it was on the second monitor. And every time I looked over, it was Tracy Morgan was with Tracy. a blue surgical mask yeah. attached to his chin. <laughs> Unreal. So those are my winners. I think he was sitting with with Rasheed Wallace too. No yeah, way. Can we give a shout out too to Taylor Lewan's like chess piece, the giant deer? That's just I, the most offensive lineman tattoo I've ever seen in my life. Respect I to Taylor. I didn't know he had that. He pulled a little Justin Bieber, which was freaking awesome. That was great. And then I also just I another thing with the linemen, I loved seeing I was watching the, the Islanders clip where they're just going crazy, and I love seeing Zach Wilson there looking so uncomfortable. Like this guy, all those, all those guys were wearing, they're all wearing their Islanders jerseys and like, you know, their big pants or whatever. And Zach Wilson had maybe the tightest black skinny jeans I'd ever seen in my life. If he was standing in Phil's room right now, for those of the audience who can't see, Phil's got no lights because he's punishing himself, but you wouldn't yeah. be able to see his legs. They were dark black toothpick legs. And he was just like looking so uncomfortable. So they were all slugging and he had Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pepsi. But uh, respect Fanta. to him, he's he's doing what he can to, to gel with the boys. I mean, just meshing two different lifestyles there. So respect to, respect to Zach Wilson. I, that was a power move by him. Blue guy. 
yeah exactly kind of blue guy. you got to fit in no matter how afraid you are they're like egging you on like zach you got to come to the game he's like ah, i really don't want to but those ah. <laughs> <laughs> i got some weekend winners here here's my favorite one grown men sweating in nba jerseys i don't know if you guys saw this but yeah. The Sixers game, every second guy they cut to was the no undershirt sweaty guy. Mm-hmm. That's that is like the peak of NBA fandom. When you just say, I don't need an undershirt, and you throw on the jersey, it's like rubbing against your nipples. It's for sure chafing. Yeah. That is the peak of fandom. You got to be crazy. Milwaukee also yeah. had some sweaties too. I want to give a shout out to Milwaukee because when they cut out to like the little patio out front, there, there were some guys in there doing no undershirt and it was getting nasty, but pretty yeah. clean in some spots. Looked good in Denver. Nobody owns a Clipper jersey. So like they just get discarded from the segment. And exactly. surprisingly, pretty clean in Phoenix. Didn't yeah. see a lot can, of action. Can I just say those, ty- those are the exact same type of people where you play pickup basketball and they were like compression. They're like 300 pounds and they wear compression and it's like, A, what are you doing? And yeah. B, they sweat just in a, a, like a ridiculous amount, sweat buckets. And they always play in the post too. Like you'll never see them outside of the three-point line. And so you're guarding this guy and he's backing you down and you just don't want to touch him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like he, literally Because your hands are getting wet. Your hands, yeah. your hands are getting wet. Like he's dropping. It's like they're going to have to bring in mops and stuff to clean the floors <laughs> off after. Like it gets gross. And you so, just skim like the guy's forearm and you need like a towel after. It's, <laughs> and, and, and the crazy thing is the forearm always gets you because you didn't know it was that wet. You always oh, think, yeah. okay, lower back, like, you know, maybe <laughs> under the nipples, all that chest. You touch his forearm, you're like, holy shit. Like, well, give me a towel. Yeah, but the good thing is those type of guys are always the type of guys. They bring their own towels to the gym. They definitely. got their own Gatorade towel. They Definitely. use it up before games, after games. They, they're respectful with it. So When you're a skinnier guy like me and a guy starts backing you down because you know you're going to get posted up and you put the two hands at like about where your shoulders are yeah. and you like try to push them in the guy's back and you come back with your hands sticking to the guy's Nike Pro <laughs> Swish shirt, then you're then that's really the peak. <laughs> it's the peak of pickup basketball. Those yeah. are the oh. guys who keep the and one Shaq brand alive. Because they, yes. love oh yeah, ones. oh yeah, yeah. Their back neck is soaked too. Wow, <laughs> can't get near that. My second winner. I got three winners, so bear with me. My second winner, the guys who say no, no need to panic after you lose the first game. Sometimes you should panic. So just, just, just so you guys know, sometimes you should panic. My third winner, uh, guys named Phil. Phil Mickelson won the PGA. Nice. Uh, oldest golfer to ever win a major and i don't know if you guys saw this but on lebron's instagram phil handy the lakers assistant coach shout out to phil handy yep. he got a feature post three picture slideshow so shout out That's to the phils huge. out there big win big win i was on twitter today too and i mean i just thought i knew phil mickelson was killing it but i just thought maybe like a celebrity was tweeting at my our phil i was like what what's phil like doing i keep seeing his name so Close. Yeah. One day, though, one day. Someone's going to tweet at you, man. Yeah, big weekend for the Phils. Oh, guy, you got some winners over there? I got I got a winner for us, for everybody out there. My winner this week is, is Lucky Shots are making a comeback. So this actually wasn't the weekend, so I'm cheating a little bit. But That's okay. Yeah, we'll after you. the playing game, we all saw LeBron's just absolutely, just absolutely played like a warrior, stepped up through the pain, shot at the three rims, made it, and then probably had to go to the hospital after. But he's he would never talk about that because he's humble like that. Yeah, humble but, for so sure. great shot. Yeah, he was seeing triple, yeah. Let the record show. But yeah, he got on it. Stephen A got on his soapbox after, and he took a page out of Paul George's book, 
and he called the shot lucky. So I don't know what these analysts, I don't know if this is like a new thing they're just saying where every shot, like to be fair, the shot was, I mean, relatively open and it wasn't, it's like, it, it was a lot less deep than Dame's shot, but lucky shot, respect yeah. Stephen A's call. He's mm-hmm. been in the game long enough. He knows a lucky shot when he sees it. So exactly. lucky shots are back. You want me to kick off the losers too? Yeah, you go for it. Okay, so my loser, I got one loser as well for the week. I'm keeping it keeping it light here. Like my that. loser for the week is the Washington Capitals. So as we know, the Washington Capitals have been, we've got some fans on our page showing us some hate, or specifically one Capitals fan. And that was, I want to say, well, it was about game one, right? Yeah, and after we, game one, actually. After game one. And we issued so they a prediction were, that, yeah. They were ahead so they, one nothing in the series. Know, yeah. Yeah, they were. So they were up and we issued a prediction that they were going to lose in five to the uh, Bruins, which today they did. I don't want to say curse, but I think they might be cursed. They might the have flag. a flag on the play curse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like where this so, is headed. Um, for all our Washington Capitals fans out there, I don't know if you need to like kill a goat or I don't know, like perform an exorcism or do something with holy water, but you're officially cursed and that you guys won't win another playoff series probably ever again to be honest until the curse is is solved so yeah that's you my guys, loser of the week you guys better start trying things you know exactly yeah. or else you're cursed forever i got some losers here let's go my second or my first loser sorry guys named phil uh me i had a tough weekend guys i'm not gonna lie first of all i came into this playoffs with a lot of hope and uh the oilers lost three games in a row and blew a 4-1 lead so that was tough the spurs also lost a play-in game that was tough two i watched anthony davis get his lunch money taken by deandre aiden for three hours after i said lakers in five that was tough it rained all weekend i don't like that that was tough i got a bruise on my arm i hurt my toe leafs won a game I, I had a bad weekend. Things got so bad, I watched a Trevor Bauer vlog to try to feel better about myself, and it worked because that guy is the worst. That's therapy. Also, another Phil that lost, this guy, Phil Jones. You know, I've been getting into football, and I know that the season is ending, but this guy, basically, I did some research on this guy because I saw him trending on Twitter, and I thought, dang, who's Phil Jones? He plays for Manchester United. This guy is basically, picture Tony Romo or Derek Rose's injury history mixed with Anthony Bennett expectations. That's this guy. So he played in his final game for Man United. So it was kind of a joyous moment, I guess. But, I mean, lose, re- looking up the guy and realizing uh, this guy's kind of lost his career, tough weekend for the guys named Phil. So we won and lost this weekend. Yeah, Phil absolutely nailed that. Killed it with the Phil Jones uh, comment there. Shout out to all the teams that have uh, kind of dethroned some of the uh, other expected league champions. I know Barcelona and Real Madrid are always winning the Spanish league. Atletico won that one. Man City got one, but I guess that was kind of expected. You got Inter winning the Italian league. Uh, Juventus has been winning it for like 10 years straight. So shout out to those teams. Football. I know Owen loves football. Oh, you have no idea. I'm just the biggest football fan. I'm up every Saturday morning, record the games, watch them all. I love it so much. Exactly. I didn't need to tell you about Phil Jones. No, what do you please. love more, Owen, hockey or, or football? Football. That's a tough one. I don't know. If on Saturday is definitely football. Yeah. But uh, every other day I might go hockey. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fair. Alex, yeah. who's your loser this weekend? Yeah, so I got two losers. I got uh, I think Braun lost. Braun was a loser this wow. week. Got poked wow. in the eye, so that's never fun. But good thing he didn't look like when James Harden got pink eye. I know James Harden got kind of poked there and 
he got poked in the eye and probably had pink eye before the game. So that was pretty bad for James. Yeah. A little um, wombo think, combo. Yeah, exactly. And if, if Braun did get a pink eye would have been bad in terms of memes would have been a lot of savage memes that day. And our boy, uh, Alexander Leatherwood probably would have had a meme there. So yeah, the meme um, God, the meme God. Then he goes out and parties with Drake gets roasted by our boy Kwame Brown, which is never good. There's yeah, a video yeah. on our TikTok if you want to check that out. Don't want to land in um, Kwame's crosshairs. Exactly. Yeah. Kwame compared Lou Williams getting suspended to LeBron. So, I mean, take that how you will. Yeah. Lou Williams, is, is he maybe on the level of LeBron? I don't know. Maybe. I think they're about the same. We always put them together, you know. Always it, Lou was just so clutch. Yeah. yeah. So. And then uh, loses the first game of the series to Phoenix. So, I just think we've seen better weeks from LeBron. So, this wasn't his best. That's okay, LeBron. You'll get him next week, buddy. Yeah, so my second loser, uh, you boys know I love boxing, anything, especially with social media stars. And my second loser of the week was Bryce Hall. I'm sure we've all seen him on TikTok. Seen that TikTok versus YouTubers big fight coming up. I'm not paying money to see that. I'm probably just going to check it out on Periscope. Let's go. He's facing Austin McBroom. McBroom. Great great name. (laughs) I don't know how he's not playing hockey right now. Can you imagine McDavid and McBroom? McBroom Oh, my God. We need a winger. We need a winger. <laughs> Which, I mean, tough last name to begin with. And and Bryce Hall might sweep him out of the ring. <laughs> Got him. Got it. You know, you know, I had yeah, to drop yeah. Alex pun in there. Too, we too don't soon. need, yeah, sweep talk yeah. is not. Exactly. Bad. Bryce Hall, uh, once he was getting called out for his press conference, because they were having this big press conference and he announced his name and he walked out and he gave McBroom the most cringe middle finger I've seen in my life. Um, <laughs> you could tell he had it planned out the whole time and it was so cringe classic grade five middle finger action the one where he like swings kind of and pivots on one foot and squats a little bit and just gives him the middle finger classic and then later in the conference McBroom stood up from his chair and looked at hall kind of stood up on him kind of sized him up there in little alpha got, little alpha trying to give him alpha by the way McBroom was wearing these awesome pajamas looked great and hall got his feelings hurt a little bit there and said and i quote don't ever step up on me like that and like two seconds later, just charged at McBroom. And the best part of this was, so you'd think, you know, everyone's all like ready to fight all this stuff. Hall charges at McBroom, kind of doesn't really take him down at all. He just kind of falls to the ground. And none of Hall's boys came to his defense. Like dead ass, one guy was just sitting in his chair yawning while like a 50 people scrum ensued. That's a tough Bryce, look. So Bryce, I don't think he's tied with his homies at all. So that's just tough. Like he didn't even bother getting up from his chair, one of his guys. He could so. be a locker room cancer. Yeah. Kick him uh, off. Yeah. Here first. Get him out. Is he causing problems to the locker room? That's what, We're going to talk about that next week. Don't worry. We need more prep time for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fellas, the NBA playoffs, we had all of our game ones come and go. Full disclosure to everybody. We're, we're, if you're a Grizzlies fan and you're listening to this show, I'm sorry because we're not watching the game right now. And we also said you were going to, there was no way you were going to beat the Warriors. So, you know what? If you're a, Warrior, a Grizzlies fan, you're really getting the short end of the stick with the flag, but that's okay. It'll come back around. I guarantee you, Grizzly only episode coming this summer. Is that fair to say? Fair to say because guarantee that all three of us just love the grit and grind era. Big Zach Randolph guys, Tony Allen, Marcus Saul. Yeah. So first team don't on worry. defense. Don't worry. Yeah, don't, don't look worry. now. They're up 14 points, but they're still going to lose. So we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, don't no. talk about the Grizz. Yeah. Don't talk about the Grizz. If yeah. we keep ignoring them, they'll just go away. 
Yeah, they rep yeah, Canada yeah. though. So out of after Toronto, they rep Canada the most in the NBA with the Vancouver Grizzlies. So we like them for that. We do. That's true. We do. We've seen seven of the game ones. Full disclosure, fellas, we made our picks last week. I'm feeling pretty good about all mine. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm gonna give you a second chance right now. Everybody gets a second chance. Can would you like to correct any of your series predictions? No. I wow. like. I like. Wow. What a build up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about my uh, Eat Bucks, but I mean, the Heat had a pretty good game shooting. I mean, my boy Duncan Robinson had a really good shooting day and whatnot. But uh, what I saw was the Bucks really struggled from three. I think they shot like four or five for like 20, something like that, 22. Yeah. So they shot really poorly from three. I think they were 425 at one point. Yeah. Giannis just Giannis. And managed to just disappear in the fourth and over time, he somehow managed to get a 10 second violation on a free throw, which was that that was pretty remarkable. That when was... that when that happened, my dad turned to me and said, "Can you do that? that that's, how, that's how often that doesn't happen." Yeah, it doesn't happen. And then you know, once the assistant coach got that call, every time Giannis stepped up to the free throw line after it was, as soon as it got to like six, seven seconds, he was like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" Yeah, yeah. that was just yeah. constant. Well, after Butler. The, yeah, Karan. Did you guys know, fun fact about Karan, this is actually a true story. He used to drink 12 cans of Mountain Dew a day and he would wake up in the middle of the night to have one. This is a true story. Addicted to Mountain Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew's a day? Yeah. Probably a lot of burritos too. Yeah. yeah. Probably a lot of monster energies. Probably a lot of friends (laughs) named Kyle. (laughs) A lot of pizza boxes lying around. Oh, for sure. If he had Twitch around, I just know he and Anthony Davis, 4 a.m. would be on Twitch all the time. Anthony Disney needs to get off GTA in the wee hours of the morning and start practicing on his basketball shots. Because I'm not going to lie, this is the one that I'm maybe considering and extending. I'm still taking the Lakers. But that Anthony Davis performance was so laughable. It really like kind of like hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. I expected so much better. I thought the Lakers were going to come out, play a little bully ball. Like I said on the last show, they don't have the size. Andre Drummond is going to play in the African League with J. Cole by the end of this. And Harrell is like 6'7", and he's like a head case. I don't know what he's doing half the time. And then Anthony Disney does that. That was tough, but I'm still taking the Lakers. I'm still taking it. Exactly. Hey, well, I mean, esports are the future, as they say, and he's probably a beast on the park. I can assure you that. So, I mean, whenever that becomes more popular than than the NBA, Anthony Davis is going to be set for life. So. He's, yeah. just, he's investing just in himself right now. Both, they're just both big gamers, him and Schroeder. They play a lot of GTA. They okay. like shooting people. They <laughs> actually have no regard for human life is what I've yeah. seen. Because yeah. Someone will just come up on them and they'll like dead ass make them walk off a bridge. I'm like, that's kind of cruel. Yeah. They just make them walk mean. off a bridge. Yeah. Like, wow. Do we have a, a Twitch Anthony Davis correspondent in our midst here? I think we do. I think his I, name's I Alex. That. He's up in the wee hours of the morning with Anthony. I'm and looking, Jack. man. Hey, even just Twitter alone, man, you'll see people posting it. They're, they do some weird stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Vogel might have to call them into the office and be like, boys, we can't have none of that. Yeah. Okay? He'll burn the Xbox, you know? Yeah. He, he did look tired, though, because like his shots were short. Like he pulled up on a couple of threes where the legs weren't there and they just, they barely reached front rim. So it was tough. Maybe. Maybe drink a couple more Mountain Dews, get some more energy there or something. Yeah, exactly. Do, don't do do the Paul George, though. Don't have too much coffee and you can't play a game. That, yeah, yeah. that would be bad. Don't let that yeah. happen. Paul George was, wow, was he good yesterday. Yeah, he was typical <laughs> pandemic P. 
<laughs> so good. Looking real good. Alex, is that the series you're choosing to uh, amend? I might have to amend. You know what? I don't know if I'm going to completely change it, but I'm changing my view that they're going to get swept. And I don't think they're going to lose 4-1 either because Luca just reminded me how freaking good he is. Uh, Brunson was good. They got a lot of Brunson contributions from everybody. Finney Smith was good. Hardaway. Brunson's um, an NBA player. He's really good. He's good. He got that nasty hezzy and he like messed with the Clippers defense for sure. And then Luca is just, it's crazy because when he does the step back, you think he has no energy to like throw that ball into the hoop and he just does every time. I don't even know where he's getting his strength from. It just goes in. It's like the highest arcing shot ever. Yeah. Um, he was legit yesterday he was looking unreal i don't know how sustainable it is for seven games i don't know if he can just do it like that by himself i I know he's capable but it's going to be interesting to see how they defend him and everything because terrence Mann not getting off the bench was reprehensible that guy's been unbelievable for the last two months i don't know why they didn't use him at all i know and um someone please just please tell prozingis to stay in the paint just please he scored a couple baskets late in the game that I think honestly helped the help the Mavericks beat the Clippers. So he and he doesn't rebound. I don't know. I, I was watching the last game, man. He just kind of stays out beyond the arc, even on the on the defense. Stays, he doesn't really jump out. I mean, Brunson's up there like fighting, getting rebounds, and Porzingis is just sitting there seven three. He couldn't score over Beverly, which is con- kind of concerning. I mean, they would just like turn around and shoot it. Um, but he just settles too much for the three, and it's kind of lazy. So. In terms of the Clippers, though, I'd say Leonard and Rondo were were the best. Rondo was really good, in my opinion. Yeah, stunner. Rondo's good in the playoffs. Shocked. That was a great trade for them, getting rid of Lou and bringing in Rondo. It's just they're just the guy to organize the offense. It obviously didn't work out that way last game, but I'm sticking with my prediction there. Yeah. I, I still like the Clippers, and I like it to be rather short rather than long. Owen, are you sticking yeah. with yours there as well? Yeah, <clears throat> I think Alex kind of expressed – mostly what i'm thinking on the series like it's a lot of luca and and obviously he had a couple of key guys step up like i agree with you i thought brunson was great there was a, a lull there where i think it was the end of the third or start of the fourth where pandemic p hit a couple like canned a couple threes and it looked like momentum was flipping and brunson just came down and had like three or four buckets in a five or six minute stretch that just kind of kept the momentum on the maverick side and, and kept them in the game and i think that was pretty pivotal so i think he was great um but I don't know if the, it's like you were saying, I don't think it's sustainable in a seven game series. I don't know if Luca can come out and give you 35 points every night with and, like 11 you know, and 10. Yeah. Yeah. With 11. Exactly. And so I think the Clippers are a more balanced team. I, I might, you know, I might end up going to six, maybe even seven, but I, I think the Clippers have the talent to do it in the long run. Yeah. So the one thing, the one series that concerned me a little bit was probably the Lakers Suns, though, because it kind of was a little bit what I expected. Like it was a, bit of a defensive battle like i think it was the only game where neither team broke 100 i mean yeah, the Suns I, had 99 which is close i think that's right yeah so it was a slugfest and obviously we knew going in the lakers were the best defensive team in the nba but uh in that fourth quarter i just didn't see enough from there like caruso seemed to be carrying kind of the brunt of the offense there for a little bit he like, was he yeah. was like he had a couple of corner threes and it was just like a little bit of like you know you saw the guys disappear because Braun didn't take that many shots to be honest like he hit his little step back where he like puts his head down and like jab steps and steps back and he, he missed it and then Anthony Davis was just horrible he just wasn't there so I don't know I, I think I still like the Lakers to win but I said I think five or six I think this could go seven 
I, I see this as a seven game series, especially if Chris Paul is healthy. So, yeah, uh, that was a heck of a game and it's going to be yeah. a good one on, uh, I believe Tuesday night as well. Yeah. So, Caruso's to- biggest uh, contribution was getting Cameron Payne out of the game with that little, uh, yeah, and him to throw the ball at him. So yeah. good on good on Caruso. A little bait and switch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. And then Harold coming in there. My God, buddy, get your coordination a little right there. He came in like, like a freaking train and just took pain down. I, was like, I don't think he knew what he wanted to do because he came no. in ready to body him, and then he immediately <laughs> decided he was going to pick him up. It was yeah. a whole little dance move almost TikTok. Yeah. And he ran from the other side of the court too. So Harold really gained some steam. Yeah, yeah he good did. on him. Yeah. He'd be good at like a forty-yard dash. Probably in that altercation though, who should like? How are we saying suspend Chris Paul for the rest of the series for trying to rip LeBron's arm literally out of his socket? Just ripped it right off the bone. I think Phil would rest of his career, dude. That was a malicious, malicious play. Chris Paul should be outlawed, banned. Whatever you need to do, dude. Like LeBron, you already know he can't see right. You already know his <laughs> ankles hurt. Imagine trying to take out his arm too. That's just disrespect, man. Chris, Chris Paul. I mean. That looked a little tough there towards then. He just couldn't freaking um, get get a handle on anywhere. Like he just he looked like me trying to play pickup basketball after not playing for six months, and like someone just throwing me in that point guard and being like, "Yo, play." I just kept going off his foot and stuff. I was like, "Well, this isn't good for Phoenix," but they still somehow pulled away with the win. So the best tweet of the game, by the way, was Skip Bayless tweeting the fourth quarter was just starting. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he tweeted. Alex Caruso, the Lakers' closer, has taken over this game. <laughs> He's just I mean, a troll. He's I'm, just a troll. Incredible insight. In, I mean, yeah. incredible. I love the commentators for the full, full last quarter. Every every chance they had to talk, they were. It was Chris Paul. They replayed the elbow jumper probably eight times. Mark oh. Jackson, every outro was just how tough Chris Paul was. Chris Paul, staying in there. You know he's not 100%, but he's still going to get to the line. Yeah. Very good. a good one in Phoenix, and then yeah. it would just be a Drake song. Yeah. yeah. We'll see what's about to happen next. Yeah, yeah. I heard that yeah. about 800 times. I was ready to <laughs> never see it again. Also, why are they showing video of Drake? Like, I know it's him. Like, I can hear him. Like, like play the game. <laughs> And then you got Van Gundy like constantly. You know what? Like, I don't know why the NBA hasn't changed that yet. You know, that they should change the rules because it's just slowing down the game so much. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Yeah, I think they should just make the replay shorter. Just let's just let Van Gundy make every call on a re, on a foul. Cause you yeah. know, you know, like whenever there's a bad foul, first thing you'll say is that's not a foul. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what you'll hear. I say he, you just let him from the booth make his call and just get the get the game going. Yeah, because he knows he has an eye for it and he wants the world to know. So, yeah, Van Gundy just challenges every call and Mark Jackson just makes the most obvious comments. (laughs) Wow, Mark. Good for you, man. You know, I really noticed in that game how much those guys need Mike Breen. Like like he is the glue holding them together. Oh, Vince Carter, I think, also made his debut. Uh, Did he? For the Nuggets Portland game. He's not bad. He just goes a little too long sometimes and he'll just keep saying stuff. And then like, it'll go into the, when they're going out to the commercial, you know, you need like that quick, like sentence just to get, and he'll just keep going and it'll cut him out. And I'm like, wow, Vince, you got to get that off a little quicker guy. Go ahead, Vince. Let it fly, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of commentators though, Marv Albert is maybe the most tired sounding guy i've ever heard oh. come to the game he's he sounds go. like he needs a nap and i love marv albert <laughs> he's like one of the greatest to ever do it one of the greatest broadcasters of all time yeah. Oh yeah. 
but geez, I, it's it's tough right now. But you know what, Marv? Yeah. Respect. You had a hell of a career, so I'm not going to say commentating. anything bad about you. Yeah, he's commentating games like I imagine the old guy from Up would commentate him. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> yeah. so tired. Every exhausted on the playing games when every time Neesmith got the ball and smart for three, (laughs) (laughs) not even close, bro. Uh, Yeah, like it was a struggle to get every line out, it It was was just taking everything out of him. He had the Gatorade sign over himself the whole game, (laughs) he did have the Gato, the Gatorade cup for sure. There's, I I really enjoyed all the game ones. I was surprised because usually the first two games or so are pretty sloppy and a little choppy, but I thought all of them were pretty well played it was nice to see some actual defense being played some close ones what'd you guys make of that Knicks Hawks tonight you guys both had the Knicks going in I had the Hawks you guys coming over to my side yet are you staying over there that's that's the one I'm gonna change that's the one I'm gonna change out of all the series because I didn't think Trey Young was that ice cold because I I believe he was making his playoff debut um and I mean in front of MSG if he can do it in front of MSG he can do it in front of any crowd is also ice cold so they got two guys that are killer you know playing in Europe really I think made made him tougher so not not as much stuff phases him and but I think it's gonna be a back and forth series and Trey Young's been so unbelievable he just gets whatever whatever spot he wants the reason also why I'm changing it Randall didn't have a great game um, and I think, think the Knicks were in this mostly because of Alec Alec Burks, but like it's kind of tough if you're expecting him to hit big shots for you late. Yeah, he's like he's like series. eight and nine. Yeah. He had yeah. he had 27 points. I don't think he's gonna get that again, or you can rely on him that much in the series. So yeah, not to um, do it but, as efficiently as he did it, at least. Yeah, and that, yeah. that was why I picked Atlanta coming in. The Knicks have to work really hard to get baskets, and they have to really really grind it out. And Atlanta, you can see it; they just flip a switch really easily. And that was obviously a tough crowd to play in, and that was probably a really tough set of circumstances. Definitely some like culture shock and everything coming from yeah. half full to that. So the fact that they pulled that one out, that one made me feel really good. But yeah. if it does go seven, I don't like their chances because exactly yeah, it's going to win. Three different guys from Atlanta hit big shots. Uh, Bogey, Young, and then DeAndre Hunter hit that freaking three. I didn't think that was going to go in, but like really good. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. One thing I I agree with you guys there. I think what happened a lot lot of the time was they were penetrating a lot on their dribble drives, especially with D Rose. Like he got into the paint pretty easily. And I think usually when they're playing, they're running their five out sets. Alec Burks would be in the corner. And so he got a lot of looks in the corner and especially a lot of times off help, he was able to can threes or he had a lot of, uh, you know, pump fake one dribble pull-ups, which he was able to knock down. And I think if he's able to knock those down consistently in a series and the Knicks are able to, you know, guys like Julius Randle are able to get going a bit more. I like their chances, but you know, the Hawks are really good. And I was super impressed by bogey. Like every time he was called upon to make a big shot, he hit the big shot. And I don't know, you might be right. It might be Europe. I don't know what it is because he's got a killer instinct. It's like something's there because it's it was impressive. He's been real good the whole back half of the season too. Trust yeah. me, playing in front of Turkish fans, man, whether it's soccer, whether it's basketball, that's like, that's insane. Yeah. Where did he you play know for? What? Did he play for Nerbachi? Yep. He played for them. So honestly, even maybe, a little boys was, trip, but... maybe a little boys trip to Turkey once all this stuff settles we'll down. Go we'll catch, catch a quick Fenerbahce game. Yeah, I'm once down. Once the DHK sponsorship hits, yeah, once yeah. it hits, then we're going to Noto from Noto to Turkey to Istanbul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah, it's another game. I think it's 
honestly, besides the Suns and the Lakers series is the one I might be most excited for. Obviously, there we got some great series, but I think this is one where two teams are, are these are very evenly matched teams, and I can see this series really going either way. Yeah. But uh, I expect more from Julius Randle going forward, and I think I, I don't think we're going to have another game where he scores under, you know, where he scores 15 or less. I think we'll see some explosions. And Alec Burks, whether he's called upon as that role is like the – you know, the spot up guy, like kind of a PJ Tucker type in the corner, whether it's somebody else, if, if they can step up and score in those situations, I, I think they're a scary team if, if Julius Randall can get going. So I, I'm sticking yeah. with my prediction. It's a pretty tepid prediction. I think it'll be a six or seven games, seven, seven game series. I know I've said that a lot today, but I'm taking, I'm sticking with the Knicks. If you look at the track record, I think they played three times in the regular season and Randall was really good in every game. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I don't think they had Hunter for some of those. So it's going to be a little more interesting to see, but based on the track record of what's happened in the previous games, he will have bigger and better games than that, obviously. But it was strange to see him so quiet considering his track record against him this year. Yeah. Were you guys more impressed with Trey Young's playoff debut or Devin Booker? Cause they both had tremendous games. I mean, I don't even yeah. know if I could pick one, but what are you boys saying? That, they were both spectacular. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty surprised that uh, Trey Young was as good as he was, to be honest. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's a tough crowd. I agree with you on that. Yeah, real stunning. We'll finish up out East too. I don't know how much of the Wizards Sixers you guys caught. I caught most of it, and I actually thought it was a pretty fun game. But uh, they're gonna have to find new ways to guard Embiid. Embiid's just unstoppable, and they, uh, they. I mean, I I know they were sending doubles, but they have to come faster, and they have to come just. He was in foul trouble for most of the game, and he just dominated whenever he needed the ball. He was scoring so. Uh, I, I think maybe it'll go a little longer than I thought because the Wizards can really like run and gun and the Sixers are going to have a tougher time scoring. Like Harris isn't going to score 37 every game, but I think it's going to be a, a little closer than I thought, maybe five or six. I originally think I had four, but I don't know how much of that you guys caught. That was a game I didn't really catch a whole lot. I caught mostly just the very end, but what I saw was just like a typical Russell Westbrook where I think he had a turnover and a foul <laughs> in the last couple possessions of the that game. That was a good foul. But then he missed the three. Yeah, so very Russell Westbrook. And you knew as soon as he caught the ball, he was shooting it, and nobody in the arena thought it was going in. (laughs) Oh, I know. He would absolutely, in baseball, if his coach was at the top step screaming, taking a 3-1 count, he's swinging every day. That's the type of guy he is. He's swinging out his shoes. (laughs) I I love the passion, but I've seen this story too many times, and I just see maybe five. But I, I don't really see much of a difference based on the game. Yeah, I still think the Fair Wizards enough. the Wizards could still probably steal a game or two. I was surprised by Harris. I didn't think he had that in him to, to, to score the, uh, 37 points. Um, he did well because Embiid went out with foul trouble. And then that was kind of like, okay, well, who are they going to go to now? So Harris really stepped up. Ben Simmons, man, just looks tough on the offense. I mean, look, I know he had 15 assists and 15 rebounds. That's, that's unbelievable. So, I mean, he was contributing offensively, but... Like over six, six points, over six, six free throws. Exactly, over six free throws. He attempted a three, so we knew that. That was, was crazy. Point. Even Marv Albert recognized that it. it was crazy. <laughs> so he crazy was, that when Marv Albert realizes it's a moment, then you know it's wild. You watch yeah. history. He goes an unusual three. I was Marv <laughs> Sharp. Oh, look at you, man. You're back. Extend them. <laughs> Extend them. TNT. Yeah. And whoever was broadcasting that, but I just Simmons would be so good if he was just even like half half a step quicker or better on offense and stuff so if you could just score more points he's a beast with like the rebounds and assists oh, so on defense he's amazing yeah his defense yeah. is unbelievable 
Do you think there's ever a point late in games where you take them out? If you're, uh, I think they have enough shooting where they don't need to, and I like that they, I like the setup they have where they put Embiid high on the block, and then they put Simmons on like a little dunker spot, and then just put shooting around it. Because then yeah. at least if he's just standing there, you have to guard him, and you're gonna have to double Embiid probably with the back guy, and so you can just get dunks for him. But I don't know how sustainable it is to run that like pretty much every time down. They'll just figure out a way to front it. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm thinking like very like end of game like i'm thinking like last two minutes situation where you're shooting maybe free throws oh if you shoot free throws you got to take them out you got to hey yeah yeah that's kind of where i'm at too it's a liability yeah good game the last series out east was the celtics and the nets pretty interesting game too but i i really thought it was interesting that brooklyn was caught for the first you know, 42 minutes of the game. But I feel like if it's close in the last six minutes, Brooklyn is just going to win 99% of the time. Like there's just too much to stop. And it's going to have, it's going to come in bunches too. Like they sent a double at Kyrie and they left KD open. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? No. Yeah, it was good. I thought Tatum kind of had a rough game too. Um, I think if he, if he would have scored more, obviously they, they would have had a better chance, but you know, they didn't really get run out of the gym. Um, I, I still thought they did a good job to hang with the nets Personally, I feel like I'm living in a simulation with the Nets because everything about them is just super weird. The 50% off, well, the promo or whatever they had for the playoff game. First of all, that was so random. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Also, James Harden just pulling up with Celtic green to the game, just wearing a Celtic green shirt. That was weird. That was weird. And then the most weird part was Kevin Durant almost dying and having his uh, his arm fall off and just get up. That so was crazy. I'm convinced I'm living in a simulation because nothing about the Brooklyn Nets makes sense anymore. And, and Blake Griffin had literally one point. When was the last time you saw a guy yeah. get one point? I know. What's going on with the Brooklyn Nets? Something yeah, that crazy. was that was weird because the way he fell, so he like got high up in the air and he fell straight on his shoulder. It looked like he was like. I don't and even no, know. Like it looked like he just got in like a motorcycle accident or something. He was just yeah. crumpled on the floor. Yeah, but he not got only right back did up. he not yeah, only did he fall on it, just the way it went back on him too. Like it, it, it twisted in this ugly way, and he just got up. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? That was that yeah. was nutty. That was nutty. The East pretty good. I was I was rather impressed. I know. Uh, obviously, we should probably touch a little more on the Bucks game because that's tomorrow. But I know Owen covered it a little bit. But I think. Uh, the Bucks last five minutes are still sluggish, but I think they had much better defense. And if you can at least get stops, it's going to make your offense a lot easier. So I was okay with them not getting as clean of looks in the last five minutes just because I thought their defense was really high level. But Miami, I think the Iguodala Reza minutes are just going to kick them. The, those guys just aren't enough of a threat anywhere on the court. They're just both washed up at this point. Ariza hit, I think, one or two threes that were – Tough shots, yeah. Somewhat subsequential. But I just don't think they pose enough of a threat outside of defense, really. Yeah, well, I I feel like Butler is doing way too much facilitating. I'd love to see him score a lot more because when in the fourth quarter when they needed to tie the game, he got that basket somewhat easy. Like, he just went by the defender and laid it up. Like, it it was quite an easy shot for him to make. So I just feel like – because when he stops on the dime or whatever, they kind of – the Bucks do a good job of defending and not really let anyone get open because Miami obviously likes to run that stuff off the screen with the three. So at Robinson was kind of the only guy that had it, had it going for them. 
And Giannis still hasn't won my trust over in the final two minutes. I've said no. that before on the pod. He's got to get the free throw line. Like, seriously, man. Like, there's no excuse for, for having that bad of a free throw percentage, um, especially that that late in the game. He he wasn't making some easy baskets there towards the end, too. I thought he could have got a lot of and ones he didn't make and some other stuff, too. So, so I think it's unacceptable in the playoffs. And I, I think it's time we say this is Middleton's team. He's 20 <laughs> times more clutch than Giannis. I'm not even joking. He's like Straight even cash that one on that game one. where, yeah, where that one game where Giannis went out and they ended up winning it against the Heat. It was all Middleton, man. He put the team on his back. One, one uh, yesterday's game too, um, as well against against Miami with that clutch shot. So Middleton, this is Middleton's team, man. I thought Middleton sure. and Holiday were much more impactful. Than yeah, I was gonna say Holloway. Like, sorry, Holiday. I think I saw. This is where you really see the difference between this year's team and last year's team, because I think last year's team probably loses this game and it's still probably close, but I think they lose it. But I saw two, I think I'm pretty sure it was two strips at half court or, or you know, early offense for the, the heat where holiday tipped a pass and he ended up getting a run out in a bucket, which it just kills any sort of momentum yeah. that the yeah. heat had. And as far as Jimmy Butler goes, I don't understand why he thinks he can shoot threes in crunch time or ever. That was Especially wild. He never game. takes them. I don't know what he was. And he doing. took four in the. He took three or four in the fourth, and then he took one or two in overtime. It was like even the. I don't remember who was calling the game, but even the commentators were like, "What? Like, why is he shooting?" They're like, "It's yeah. a line drive. Like, what are they doing?" So that was baffling to me. I was confused because that's the type of shooting where if you're on offense and you're just seeing this guy jack up threes and he doesn't make threes, it's deflating for you. And then you know. Rob, like you were saying, Robinson was keeping them in the game. He hit, he was hitting threes when he needed to hit threes. I mean, Ariza had one. Obviously, Jimmy Butler had the, the field goal at the end of regulation, which was important. But I think he needs some more production from some other guys. Like yeah. I don't know what ta- why ta- Tyler Hero was deep on the there. Bench. It is. Like, there oh, there it is. is I was, I was getting ready to ask. I was getting That's ready to cool. ask. Like I didn't see him touch the floor in the, I don't in the fourth quarter for sure. Like he was just. Barry, I don't know if he like cussed out his coach. That must have like, been tough for you. It was weird to see because, <laughs> I mean, bubble heroes just an absolute menace to society. I need. I think they need to maybe relook, rethink. Tyler, the Tyler Hero, he should maybe go be playing football because he yeah. he looks like <laughs> that's a good accent. Uh, he looks like an English football star, man. He does. So for for you folks at home, we're like we said on the pod, we're not going to baby you. But baby. type in Phil Foden and Tyler Hero. You'll yep. see it. It's it's very twins. there. I agree. Twins separated at birth, I swear. So I agree. just check it out. Um, and just quick on Owen's comments on the um on the Bucks roster improving. I I agree. I think last year's Bucks roster loses this game. And I mean, especially with Bloodsoul on the team, there's no way you're winning that game. I, I'd probably have Pablo Prigioni over Eric Bloodsoul. So Pablo, Pablo could at least throw some fancy passes. He, exactly, but so could never. Last series, probably to touch on here because we covered most of the West. And uh, sorry, Grizzlies, you're not involved. Uh, Blazers, Nuggets. I, I'm sticking with my Blazers pick there. I, Denver's just not equipped to stop what Portland has. Portland's built for a track meet, and Denver's not built to stop a track meet if they don't have Murray. Yeah, I completely agree with that too. I was uh, watching the game, and at no point was I extremely convinced that the Nuggets could win the game at all because the Blazers were firing on all cylinders. Nurkic was great. Um, they were hitting threes. Mello was awesome. Lillard was unbelievable as usual. So 
Yeah, you know what? I, I am thinking that Portland could definitely um, win this series. But honestly, with Portland, nothing surprises me. They 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 could be winning three zero and lose the series, and I wouldn't be surprised. So it's true. They can't be trusted. Yeah. This would probably be the one if I were to choose where I'd probably switch my prediction. I would go Portland if I were to redo it because I don't know. It's one thing is saying, oh, this is how they're going to look without Murray. And then another thing is actually seeing how they are without Murray. And it's tough. Like you were saying, Phil, when they don't have anybody that can match up offensively or defensively with some of those guards, especially going down the stretch, you need, you need a guy like that who can make shots and they don't really have it. I mean, obviously you got Jokic, but outside of that, there's, you don't have that guy, a killer. So yeah, it's I tough. would yeah I would lean towards Portland at it's, this point. It's sad too because with Murray it would have been a really fun series. Denver yeah. would have been an actual contender too. So hopefully they'll be back next year. I was really impressed by round one or the first couple games there round one. I thought it was excellent TV. So I'm looking forward to all these game twos this week. It's going to be fun. Going to be good to watch, fellas. What series are you going to watch the closest this week? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go Heat Bucks, and so I'm going to watch be watching a lot of that. Let's go. Yeah, and then second of all, I think Suns Lakers is going to be great. I'm yeah. excited for that. Alex, um, I'm going to go with the Lakers and Suns. Thought that was a great game. I'm um, really rooting for the Suns there, and I'm going to go with Hawks Knicks. That was a fun game. Yeah. That was great okay. with MSG and Trey Young just battling with the fans. He's doing a little Reggie Miller stuff there. So definitely a series I'm going to be looking forward to. I feel like the Knicks are going to try and respond and try and take that game back. So um, it, it's going to be fun for sure. And just for all the people that laughed at me about my Bucks suns prediction, well, both teams are 1-0. So Look at that. Both teams 1-0. Just saying. <laughs> Who it saw it coming? Alex, Alex might be a little genius over there. We never know. We never know. I'm going uh, – I'm agreeing with you on Knicks Hawks. I've said it for weeks. I was really looking forward to that. And uh, I'm in on Clips Mavs now. I think that's going to be fun too. So – but no real game, no real series I'm going to skip except for the Grizzlies. But I'm not going to skip any other series. So, you know, sorry, Grizzlies. Now it's just fun to hate on you. So I'm going to keep doing it. We're going to wrap up. podcast. Yeah. Anti Grizzlies. We're going to wrap up a little Sunday night, Monday morning. You know what it is. It's hot take of the week. We f- search all over the internet and we find our best takes. Owen, what'd you come up with this week, buddy? Okay. So. In line with our uh, oh, our little opening segment on offensive linemen, I found a an excellent tweet from former Chiefs offensive lineman Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, did he resign or, or what did he do? I think he did resign. I think he did. So it's not Mitchell Schwartz. I'm thinking Jeff Schwartz. Oh so yeah, Jeff Schwartz. Yeah, you got confused there for a second. That's okay. Yeah. So he's a he's a he was an NFL uh, old lineman, but he's obviously retired now and he, he's an analyst. And he was watching some NFL playing games, some playoffs. And he had this take on Twitter. He said, so the NBA had the Warriors with one of the league's must-watch players in the playoffs, then decided a play-in tournament was the way to go. Now that player team is out of the playoffs. Perfect. Good work. So I don't know if Jeff realizes that the plan was actually decided before the Warriors were in the playoffs. But again, I mean, I'm going to go with LeBron on this one, maybe fire the guy and uh, definitely. I guess when, yeah. Once you see Curry in there, maybe just cancel it. Yeah. Maybe just say, you know, Curry's in plans done. Sorry for Grizzlies. I mean, yeah. I mean, sorry, Grizzlies, not sorry, sorry Grizzlies, just Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah. Get out. So uh, I think that's a good way to do it. If there's a player you like, just cancel it next time. So 
league. I hope you're taking notice. Um, yeah. That's the way to do it from now on. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. I want to see Kelly Oubre's Rockstar Lace t-shirts more. So just get yep. the Warriors in. Yeah. O linemen yeah. getting involved with any other sport besides football is just electric. I mean, it's just basic science. Like you just know it's going to be a good time. <laughs> he, he, he tested the theory though. Yeah. yeah. What'd you come up with this week, Alex? All right. So I got an absolute uh, shaker here. Some guy tweeted rockets fleeced the shit out of Cleveland. Now, <laughs> Now, what does my guy mean by this? So he tweeted this on April 29th of 2021. What happened that day? Well, Kevin Porter uh, dumped 50 points on the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know what? Great for Rockets fans. They've got this guy in Kevin Porter who, whatever, they think he might be the next James Harden. That's probably not going to happen. I've seen a lot of articles saying, has, you know, Houston found their next star? No. Um, (laughs) No, he's... He's an absolute head case, but that's he's what- a head case. He'll probably just be prime J.R. Smith at best. So don't get your hopes up with better hair. And you know what? Instead of throwing soup at someone in the locker room, I mean, fuck, he might just throw a knife because he just <laughs> seems very intense. <laughs> so there you go. You got that. And my only concern is and my issue with this tweet is. As a Rockets fan, you can't be involved in any debates and conversations for like the next five years. I'm sorry. Yep, I'm I'm with you 100%. You guys blew it. You you traded arguably a top three, top five NBA player to the Nets for free. You got back. You didn't want Karis LeVert. Makes no sense. You wanted Oladipo. Oladipo, I mean, who knows if he'll play another NBA game ever again. Yep. They get Oladipo. They're excited for Oladipo. What does Oladipo say? I want to go play in Miami. Wow, what a star you guys got back there. Yeah, but they got Kelly Olenek. My goodness. Good point. So, and I know, and 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 the Porter trade wasn't directly involved with the Harden trade, but still, you guys can't ever say the words fleeced to any franchise. So stay out of it. Stay out of it, Houston. I like that. I like that. Good take. Yeah. They good. say that uh, Kevin Porter loves to attend the strip clubs, so maybe it's more of a business decision there. Kind of replace the what James Harden took away with, you know, someone that can kind of replace his value there. So yep. actually, helps the economy. Good, yeah, help, good catch by Owen out. there. Like you don't want to change the culture too much in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. Up a guy back. Like if you take a strip club guy out, you want to put one back <laughs> in. Guy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there you go. My hot take of the week, fellas. The Warriors lost on Friday to the Grizzlies. And uh, you know what I do. I like to get deep in the replies. And I found this gem here. This guy says he's got some ideas on how to fix the Warriors. Here it is. Sign and trade Ubre to Sacramento for De'Aaron Fox. Trade the Minnesota pick, your first round pick, and your next first round pick for the number one pick in this year's draft. So get Cade Cunningham. Lastly, Wiggins for DeRozan. That guy, they need to hire him right now. This guy was on. Did he miss that they can trade uh, that they can trade JTA for LeBron? Or I didn't. Yeah, this guy was playing with trade override on on NBA 2K21, and he won a couple titles. I mean, I the Warriors should just offer him a job if he can get that done. I'm all for it. They need him right now. Right now, the trade Uber for Fox would be just an all-time move. He, he probably just, move. 
Is Bob <laughs> Myers their GM's name? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. He go. He probably just goes up to his. You, you think getting Kevin Durant's good? Like, look at my plan. And yeah. just like tells him, like, yo, trade Ubre for Fox and all all that. She said so. Yeah, get Kate think- Cunningham. <laughs> I think some people think if if like they'll say oh you can't trade this guy for this guy because they're too good but once you say sign and trade oh, the possibility so you can trade anybody you want nobody's like nobody knows what the sign and trade is they just know it's like a cheat code to get whoever you want exactly yeah. it's like <laughs> hacking the game yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I love Cade Cunningham just coming off the bench for five years behind Curry and Thompson way to way to yeah this guy yeah he's got Fox is six man and Cade Cunningham is seventh man exactly that rotation yeah. is gonna be beautiful yeah DeRozan. I mean, they, they yeah. basically had Cade Cunningham and D'Angelo Russell and traded him for a center so so that yeah. they could get Wiseman but yeah yeah okay. yeah well another 10 out of 10 in the books fellas I really started down in the dumps and you guys picked me up so credit to you guys i I appreciate it this was an unbelievable episode because phil started quite low and honestly by the end by the time we got to hot takes i mean phil feels great phil's feeling good yeah i'm back i'm back you know what it feels good like sometimes you just need to get kicked in the teeth to remember what you got you know yep so would it have been nice if the oilers you know won a game that they were winning four to one with eight minutes to go yeah it would have been really nice but you know Sometimes yeah. things life doesn't always go your way, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the message of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. but hey, we still love sports. We're always well, gonna bring you guys sports, hot takes, everything. Yeah. So, well, at least two of the three people here love sports. Yeah, Phil might turn off sports for a little bit, but he'll yeah. be back. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. be on Twitter for the next couple of days. So, you guys yeah, try I, to I know, tweet but me, so, but please. by July when the Oilers sign like Kyle Turris part two. Phil's gonna be like, you know what? I think this is the depth we needed. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'll probably, probably. buy a jersey like Dwight Howard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tough, but I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Again, it was an emotional roller coaster, but ten out of ten. A record eighth straight ten out of ten. Look at us. Way to go, guys! High fives all around. At the flag podcast on TikTok, you're gonna want to follow that. You're gonna want to leave a review. Leave a review for me, please, please. What was play tomorrow? If I don't see another review by tomorrow, oh my God, who knows what's going to happen. So leave a review, tell your friends, email the show. Do you email anymore? I don't really email that much. No. Yeah. Okay. So text it. You can text it. I don't know. There's some technology. Cheer for yours tomorrow TikTok. or don't. I don't care. Like do DM it. DM it. Yeah. DM slide the TikTok. DMs. Yeah. Slide into the DMs. Hey, are you guys listening to this? Bang. You're probably going on a date. Look at that. Basically. Wow. Look at that. I'm an ideas, man. What can I say? Fellas, we'll be back on Thursday night and you'll be hearing us on Friday morning. Enjoy the next day of your long weekend. It's going to rain tomorrow if you live here. So stay inside. You know, might be watch another meteor game. coming down. No, don't watch the game. Don't do that to yourself. That's a bad idea. But we'll see you guys on Friday morning.